Welcome to Parks and Rec episode 115. I hope you've got your tissues and your syringes ready because it's flu season two. So you're going to need the flu shots, not like heroin syringes. This one directed by Nick Offerman. You might, you might be familiar with him. Written by Megan Amram and Dave King. Original air date April 10th, 2014. I'm Joey. I'm Haley. I am Sean. And I got a flu shot for the first time that I ever remember getting a flu shot this year. I got a flu shot for the first time since last year. Yeah. Pretty spectacular. Joey made me get one. It was a whole ordeal. I thought I didn't have my insurance card. And then the lady was asking me questions. And I was like, I don't know. I needed it if I wanted the shot for free. Otherwise, it was going to be $25. And I was like, well, I have insurance. So I'm not going to pay the $25. Did you get it at Target? I did. So you got the? Did you get the five dollar? We did, and I used coupon? that five dollar coupon to buy. Well, not fully, but to go toward my friend Michaela's baby shower present. Nice, Michaela yeah. from our hundredth episode milk. extravaganza. That's a quality purchase, Sean. Chocolate milk. Uh, mine was too. Two quality purchases. Oh, Joey God. has yet to use his coupon. Yeah, I've still got time. But not a lot of time. I think it expires next week. Soon, so yeah. Gotta, you got to get on it. Got to get that $5 at Target. Also, since our last episode, we have elected a president. It took five days after Tuesday. Yeah. I think we found out Saturday. Yes. We found out Saturday. Yes. We don't need to get into all of that, but... It's what like the nightmare, the, but the nightmare isn't over, because now they're just going to sue and sue and sue. Yeah, and like, oh I mean... My goodness. Yeah, the lame duck part of a presidency is... Has always been fascinating to me, but especially this year, it's going to be wild. And especially in 2020, where every day is actually six and a half weeks. So it'll be still lots of long times coming, but we've got lots of good times, except for the flu part of this episode, because having the flu is never any fun. Was the flu part one? Was that when Leslie had the flu and gave that speech at the end of the episode and then she passed out? Probably. That sounds right. We're going to say yes. Okay. But before we dive into it, Sean, what are we drinking tonight? I'll start, in fact, because I'm holding up my drink already, oh. and it just seems yeah, natural Sean. to roll into that. I know. I did say, I did say Sean. Uh, but I will <laughs> lead the way, Hot Wheels leading the way here, with an Austin East Cider Seltzer. A spiked seltzer, in fact. I'm going with Peach. Haley, you've got a festive-looking can. Yours is a lot apple. more colorful. Mine's pretty, and it's mine, apple-flavored. And actually, uh, I was at Wheatsville Co-op the other day because I got a coupon for that, and I was like, they have a deli. I'm in the mood for a sandwich. I'm going to go get a sandwich. My One of my coworkers had sent the coupon because they're like, hey, we need customers. Send this coupon out. I was like, all right. Uh, and I was waiting for my deli food to be ready. And I turned around and right behind the deli is there's, you know, alcoholic beverages. And I was looking to see what they had, if there was anything that seemed interesting that I hadn't tried. And I saw, oh, looks like Austin East Ciders put out a seltzer. So grabbed the pack of those. There's one other flavor. There's a black cherry. I've also had that one. I liked it. I haven't had the peach yet. How's it's, that one? It's peachy. Okay. And these are made with real fruit. So it's good that they maintain the quality 
Yes. Of that fruit. Also, everyone like getting the on cans. the spiked seltzer. Game. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Ain't even no Austin East Siders. Yeah. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do like the the can designs and they're 100 calories. So, you know. So I'm Good gaining stuff. weight tonight. Shine. How about Joey's been eating end? Tiff's treats all day, and oh, this is what's get the break in the back. 65 Tiff's treats today and yesterday combined. <laughs> 65? Yes. That's Only a, pretty, a mild exaggeration. Yeah. He's been scarfing them. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I am drinking water and emergency. Uh, little disclaimer, folks. I'm a, I'm a little under the weather. Um, it is very likely. Very, wow. Very likely, very likely that I have contracted COVID. Um, I have all the symptoms. I'm wait. I'm awaiting the test results from this past weekend. Um, so yeah, I'm just. I'm okay. Um, the worst is over. Saturday was probably the worst. So I couldn't even uh, celebrate the election or the Longhorns won too. Uh, but I was awake for probably single digit hours of the day oh, that wow. day. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. I, I haven't had any trouble breathing. But all the other symptoms, I've lost my sense of smell. I've, I've been very tired. I uh, had to cough. Um, all, everything else. And some other stuff that's TMI. Okay, so. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you're feeling a little better? But I'm all right. I, I'm feeling a little better. I have a little more energy. Um, and so if my voice sounds kind of down or somber, that's, that's the reason why. Well, we're glad you're on maybe not the up and up, but at least feeling better. I'm on the other side because Saturday, Saturday and Sunday were pretty bad, but uh, we're recording on a Monday and I feel fanta- fantastic compared to the past two days. Well, hello from the other side. <laughs> and in fact, perhaps this other side might lead to some good trivia victory for you, Sean. You are down 12 to 5. We've determined <laughs> you can't actually come back and win, but you can at least make it a close, respectable effort. And... I'll ask you three questions. I'll ask Kaylee three questions. We'll see who gets the most right. I actually have a seventh question in here that could potentially be a little tiebreaker at the end. So here we go. And a disclaimer for you, Sean, on this Uh DVD box set that we have been watching the episodes on. The only choice for this episode was to watch the producer's cut, which is 27 minutes. Oh, I didn't know it was the only choice. Yeah, there wasn't a choice to watch the regular one. I feel like I watched the producer's cut as well because this episode was long. All right, well then, yeah, maybe that's just how it how it is. It wasn't twenty two minutes. Weird. An odd sort of forty minutes. Forty minutes. Maybe they just decided that the producer's yeah. cut was necessary. Like this yeah. is better. Maybe the original was forty minutes, and the producers cut it down to twenty seven. Well, we shall see, Sean. You'll get the first question here, and kind of topical because it features the CDC in it, the Center for Disease Control. Uh oh. I don't remember that in the episode. What Pawnee event did the CDC call ethically reprehensible? Uh, was that at the beginning? Um, yeah, most of these are in the, I would say, the first half of the episode. Not to spoil. The episode? Um, ethically reprehensible. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I really don't remember that line at all. Haley, do you? I do remember her, Leslie said ethically reprehensible. Yeah, I remember her saying that, but I don't know what the event was. So I'm going to guess that they, she says it to Andy, I believe. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to guess that they were encouraging people to cough on each other. It was called the the cough party. She says it to the camera, in fact, and it's the Miss Influenza pageant. That's it. Oh. I do remember that. The flu's so bad there that they crown a Miss Influenza. Well, score's still tied at 0-0. Zero, zero. Haley, your first question in this episode. There's lots of guest stars. Lots of them. Bo Burnham is one of them. He is playing Chip McCap. Uh huh. What is Chip? Is he famous? Bo yeah, Burnham. Bo Burnham. He's a stand-up comedian slash musician. Yes, oh. he he directed the movie Eighth Grade, which you have not seen. He's not in it. Oh. Um, but he has very he funny on YouTube, right? videos. I think so. Yeah, I think YouTube helped launch the career. Very very nice uh, wordplay. Very good lyricist. Uh, we'll send we'll send some of the classics over to you, Sean. You can have some listening the next time. By wheel, Joey means on him. the toilette. But for now, the question is: What is the latest hit song Ugh. from Chip McCap called? It's like "Love for My Girl and My Country and the Military." Mm, Sean, do you know? And also support the troops. What is his latest song called? Yes. Was it the, uh, no, damn it. I don't remember. Because I remember the line, uh, I bring the girls, you bring the beer, the troops bring the freedom. That's the only thing I remember <laughs> yeah. what he said. But I do not remember what the song is called. I mean, <laughs> I feel inclined to give each of you a half point for Sean remembering the line. Haley did get half of the title right. It's called Beautiful Like My Mom, parentheses, support the troops. <laughs> multiple troops not just one troop lovely so a half to a half perfect Sean your second question April says mm-hmm. she is going to go get drunk if Donna drives they are testing out wine for Tom's bistro and Donna says deal but they have to listen to what group non-stop during the drive Jodeci that is correct Jodeci it is. Do you have a favorite Jodeci song? Um, do I have a favorite Jodeci song? I probably do. It's the one where... No, I, I'm getting them mixed up with Drew Hill. So no, I don't have a favorite <laughs> Jodeci song. Do you, Joey? No. Oh. I also tend to get them mixed up with their own... With like their later... Like with Casey and JoJo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get, Desi Arnaz. Yeah. Haley, your second question. You're down one and a half to zero. And a half. One and a half okay. to half. Okay. <laughs> Another guest star in this episode is Xander Tufant. Okay. Who is the sommelier. It's played by yeah. Shel Rastin. Okay. What does Tom call him? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, what does he call him? He says he's the blank of blank. Okay, Shit. he's the king. He's the king of of uh, wine tasting. Uh, Sean, do you know? <laughs> was it, I feel like it was a name? He's the. Someone of wine tasting. He's the 
To answer your question, no, I don't know. He's the conquistador of wine tasting. He's the Bruno Mars of Indiana oh, amateur was... wine tasting. Oh, no. I don't Bruno remember that Mars. I remember that line. <laughs> I told myself to make a mental note, and I did not make the mental note. <laughs> well, it's okay. You still have a one and a half to half lead. Point to lead. Your third question, Sean. Leslie goes to a pharmacist, and she says... She needs what kind of stuff? This is for me? Yes. She needs... Ah, fuck. Um, shit, because I'm paying attention to what Andy got for his candy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The giant, the giant gummy bear stuffed with this gummy bear. This counts as one. <laughs> Um, Andy was great this episode. So was uh, Ben. Um, damn it. Why the hard questions? Because I didn't pay attention because then she realized she was pregnant. Uh, she needs, she needs all the drugs. It was drugs that she needed, but as for specifics, um, I can't remember. But then the homegirl told her she didn't have the flu. She was going to die with something else. I don't know. It's her first day. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will buy out. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Haley, for the steal. She needs that. Mariah Carey's got a concert and has to sing tonight. Drugs. The Mariah needs to sing stuff. That is correct. Haley coming in like the New England Patriots tonight with the last second. Potentially victory. We'll see. We're setting her up for her final question, her third question. I've been here. listening to a uh, four-part podcast series about Aaron Hernandez, who I apparently had never, like, I don't remember ever hearing about him during when all that went down, when he was like caught for these things. I was in college, didn't have TV, did not watch football. Um, It's been really interesting. Just ended. Sinisterhood. Your third question. Ben says his phone is as dead as who? Ben says his phone is as dead as. This is right after he hangs up with Leslie. They're having a delightful conversation. This is maybe the best back and forth. When he drops it in the puddle, or a different. It's not when he drops it in the puddle. Possibly when he drops it. They're just having a. Yeah, they're having a call, and and he says Leslie says blueberries. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dropped it in a puddle. It's wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's wife. Well, he says a bunch of things, and then he says it's wife. It's Leslie, and then later he remembers nope, and he's like nope, like it was the hardest thing for him to remember. Yeah, Ben was great. He says it's dead as I don't I don't know. It's dead as uh uh you know a doornail. That is incorrect, Sean, for your chance to steal and uh, win. I'll, I'll, I already won. Didn't I up by half? I think. Yes. I think it's one and a half to one and a half. He doesn't have two and a half? No, you each got a half on that one question, and then oh, Sean and got Jodeci, and Haley got, yeah, Haley got the steal. Dang. Oh. We might need that seventh tiebreaker, yeah, unless Sean tiebreaker. got it. It's dead as... I... <sighs> No, no, I don't have it. I don't have it. Famed film director Stanley Kubrick. 
Oh, yeah, I don't then, even remember that and then now. Ben, ben kind of gets sad. Even though Kubrick, I believe, Kubrick died in 1999, so he uh, would have been dead for about 15 years when this episode was filmed. And Ben is uh, still upset over it. You can be upset that people are dead. Yeah. I get upset about that. Yeah. 15 years later. Well, then let's go into our tiebreaker. This will be the seventh question. There's three answers to it, Sean. Three? You'll get to go first. You just need to name one of these answers. Well, that's not fair. During this episode, as I mentioned, Bo Burnham is featured as a singer, Chip McCap. They're trying to get him for the Unity concert. And after they seemingly secure him, Andy says, oh, good, I don't need to call these other bands on my list. Outside of the band Land Ho, which is brought up again later, what are the other three bands on Andy's list? Sean, we just need one at a time. Bob Dylan's friends. <laughs> that was that also correct. the first one I thought of. The Beatles. That is correct. My turn? Yes. Uh, Led Zeppelin. Correct. <laughs> but how does that well, work Well, that's not then? fair for him. I mean, it's yeah. not, but I don't know what else. I feel like we should How many gummies are in the gummy no, bears? No one knows. Now? It's 327. <laughs> you should have just asked us that trivia question. We knew all three answers. I know. Well, Sean, a great I win for you. I didn't know the Beatles, you. actually. Oh, oh, well, I knew all three answers. Dang. Double dang. Well, Sean, okay. with the win. Good job, Sean. Thank you. Is it? It's, I guess it's my turn to speak now. Yes, your reward is you get to recap this episode. <laughs> all right. Um, so... The episode begins with Tom inviting Donna and April to a wine tasting so he can try to get a sommelier for his Tom's Bistro. Uh, But he does this while Ron, Ben, and somebody else. Who else is in the room? Billy Eichner. Gary. Craig. 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 Well, they're in the room, too. So you're just going to... That's a bad move on his part. You're going to invite somebody to go drink and not... Yeah, they're all like, there's alcohol, I'm there. So yeah, everybody pretty much invites themselves to go as well. So Tom's upset because they're going to ruin his, uh, I guess, his swag. They're going to embarrass him. Tom says he begs you not to embarrass. And then Ben says, how will we embarrass you? Tom says, you're doing it already. I begged you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So yeah, they're going to wine tasting. That's their plot. Uh, So it's just Andy... And Leslie in the office, and they're trying to secure a band to play. And Larry's there. Well, Larry's there, but Larry's not there. He's quarantined in a uh, a flu tent, and then because, but it's Andy that needs to be quarantined because he's well. Andy's co- well. Larry's looks sneezing. terrible too. Oh yeah, Larry looks terrible, but Andy is sneezing so hard all over the place, like ten times like, in a row. <laughs> so loud not even vampiring him on the, the phone. he tries to yeah like and like everybody is just sneezing in office somebody sneezed on a donut and then the guy ate it i, was like, I didn't no! see that uh it's one of those cutaways when leslie was talking and talking about how the old office has the flu or whatever dang uh leslie's like we can't get the flu we got to get this done so then larry unzips the zipper for one second and leslie immediately starts vomiting in a trash can Larry wants to go. He's like, "Can I work from home?" He's like, "No, we already forwarded all your messages to the tent. I guess all his mail to the tent." Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So yeah, they um they're working on Andy says he gets Chip McCap, who I guess is a Pawnee famous country singer, a teenager. But then after he right after he gets him, Jerry says, Hey, Chip McCap called and said he has to cancel, so it's Leslie and Andy's job to go see him in person to get him to reconsider because they really need somebody for the Unity concert. Um so they go to see the kid. The kid is a he's a little country singer, a little popular, but he's full of himself. His dad is his assistant, and he bosses him around. He orders lunchables. They didn't they didn't call them lunchables. They kept, they called they call them, them like lunch stackers, stackables. I think or yeah, stackers. I was like, yeah, I'm like do they mean lunchables? And yeah, he brought out with the crackers and the and meat stack and the them cheese. this time with the cheese on top. And so they did stack him with the cheese on top, but it, he wanted ham. He didn't say this, but he wanted ham instead of turkey. So he threw the plate back at his dad. His dad is all scared of him. Like, what about, do I need to get mom to be my assistant now? Like, that's all. And Andy's like, I mean, he's not wrong. Ham's better, but he's, that was really rude. He doesn't need to talk to his dad like that. (laughs) So they start talking to the kid and he tells him he can't do it because he's getting a haircut that day. Um, All the meanwhile, he's still being super mean to everybody, to his dad. Um, Yeah, he's not a nice dude. Not a not a cool dude. They Andy and Leslie pretty much decide like, all right, this guy's a monster, and they don't want him, so they leave. Um, at the wine tasting, there that that guy I forgot his name already. That Tom is trying to impress. He's very, he speaks French and English, and he's very woof 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 uh, with his suit. He's very uppity. So I guess it's two hundred dollars to become a taste tester. Or wine? Mm-hmm, to register as a sommelier at the event. Right. And so April wants to do it, but she doesn't want to pay $200. So Donna wants to be entertained. So she she finances April <laughs> to do the uh, to do the thing. Uh, and Craig wants to do it, too, because I guess he has a his side passion as being a sommelier as well. Uh, so they enter to be sommeliers. And they had a pretty good scene where they... Uh, you just see behind the judges, and it's all three of them, like the the uppity dude, uh, April and Craig, taste testing the wine, and like the guy, the uppity guy, he's like giving like legit taste testing, but and it's all preppy voice or whatever. Uh, Craig is doing well, like as doing good, I guess he he knows what he's talking about, but April is just coming up with these wild theories, like oh this one tastes like robots, butt, or somebody stuck their hand in it, something like that. So she just wanted to get drunk and. Uh, and treat everybody like jerks. <laughs> All these rich folks like jerks, I guess. Um, so while they're doing that, uh, Ron and Ben, somebody brings that some blueberry wine to them. And Ron's like, oh, I don't drink alcohol this color. But then I guess they show him how much alcohol content is in it. So he orders four bottles of it. And I'm not sure if he drank any of it. Well, he did chug one bottle. And when then he was, was to, they were walking around and they, he was sipping on another bottle. I feel like he probably, I think Ben probably drank about one bottle and Ron probably had the other three. <laughs> Ben's stressing out because his parents are selling his childhood lake house. And they sent him a check. They didn't say how much the check was, but they said, and he's really upset because they didn't c- consult him about it, uh, which, I mean, is their lake house. So. Right. <laughs> Sorry, they ain't got to consult you about shit. And he's trying to articulate uh, this. And he's just like, man, because, you know, they sold it. Like, he never really gets 
anywhere with that. He's just like, my parents, they're spiteful and they sold it and they didn't even tell us and they sold it. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Um, so he's trying to explain this to Ron. Ron doesn't, it's telling him, no, I do not want to hear your problems. But Ben just keeps going on. After he finishes all this wine, uh, Ben has very blue teeth. He's very drunk. Um, Leslie, he didn't even finish to- the whole bottle. He's like <laughs> probably two thirds, three fourths the way in. Um, Leslie goes, when Leslie went to the drugstore to keep from getting sick, because she started puking uh, when Jerry opened up that tent. Uh, her and Andy are there. Uh, she wants the Mariah Carey to gotta sing the night drugs. The pharmacist, it's her first day. And she's like, oh, you don't have a fever. Um, you have this, this, and this, and you're probably gonna die tonight. And she's like, well, it's my first day. So Leslie looks around and just realizes that, you know, she's been nauseous. And she looks over at the pregnancy test. It was like, uh-oh. Meanwhile, she sends Andy out to get, because Andy wants to buy candy and Leslie gives him permission to buy two. So after she picks up the pregnancy test, Andy runs over and has this huge tub, about a, a, igloo, a igloo water jug size of gummy bears in the shape of a bear. He says, this counts as one. I do like there's the easily, way. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. There's easily over, you know, a couple thousand. <laughs> yeah. Gummy bears. I would guess. When he when they first walk into the store, he's like, oh, Leslie, I'll just go browse the candy aisle, but I won't get any. And I'll just look like he's saying it like that. And then she's like, you can have two. And he's so excited. He like runs <laughs> off immediately. He's a child. He did a really good job. Yeah, um, that was cute. So she ends up taking, while they were, I guess, waiting on Chip McCab, they, she ends up taking the pregnancy test. Um, and it comes, by her reaction, they don't say it, but you could see that it was positive that she's pregnant. Um, she calls Ben, but Ben's too drunk. Um, cause he start, he tries to start explaining his problems, but he can't get through it cause he's wasted. Uh, and then he drops his phone in muddy water. She's like, are you having dies. a stroke? Yeah, cause he was super slurry. Um, and so, uh, yeah, she didn't get to tell him that she's pregnant. She goes and has, uh, I guess, lunch or dinner with Andy. And she's stressing out because she knows she's pregnant. But then Andy starts, like, prophesizing to her, like, trying to cheer her up. Um, And he starts, like, I don't know how to explain it. He, like, just gets real, like. He kind of. He just tells her, like, it's going to be okay, Leslie, and you can handle anything. You and Ben can handle it. Talks about the curves of life and makes a little curve motion with his hand. In front of his stomach. Over his his belly, yeah. Yeah, and he says, like, your family is expanding, but your hearts will expand, too. Something like that. And so she's like, oh, how did you know I was was pregnant? She's like, what? You're pregnant? I thought you was getting a dog. I'm like. Why, why did you make that motion with your hand? It's like, oh, that's how you pet a dog when it's in your lap. Like, <laughs> Which oh, I guess oh, you kind of do. Like, maybe her back. Maybe I pet, pet Frank's like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Well, she tells him to forget, and he pretty. Much, I think he forgot immediately that she was pregnant, and just assumed that she's getting a dog again. Yes. Speaking of getting a dog, girl dogs at our house. Girl dogs there. Yeah. Oh. Three dogs, three dogs in one house. Mm-hmm. They were all napping. Earlier while I was working, uh, they were all three napping. Girl dog was on my right side. 
Frank C was kind of like back left and then Merlin was front left. Oh, actually flipped those two. It was pretty cute though. Oh. Is she still tank dog? Yeah. She a tank. Oh. I, I can't hate. I've I stepped on the scale for the first time during this pandemic. And Not it good. Said, Ouch. I, yeah. I, I would have preferred that. I've gained 25 <laughs> pounds since the uh, pandemic started. 2020 has been pre- great, guys. You'd prefer your scale saying, ouch. And then he then could say, I've gained 25 pounds. Weight. Well, no, he'd yes. prefer to be a weight that he wanted to be. And then the scale just said, ouch. Mm. And he said, excuse me, scale. Thank you for your service. Pardon me. Yeah. Same. But then I realized my belly was on the towel rack. And I had to <laughs> drop it down and gain 40 more pounds. And that's Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Um. Where, where were we? Where, we were at girl dog. Oh, oh, yeah. Petting a dog. Okay. So, let's just pregnant. I guess they go home because they realize they don't want Chip. Mc- no. They go back to the office and I guess they figure that Pawnee loves Lanho. Is Lanho a real band? No. Not that I know of. Okay. I was like, man, I'm missing out on something. <laughs> uh, they decide to go to the lead singer's house. And he just opens the door. But the, but the problem with Lanho is they've been disbanded, I guess. They have not performed together in a while. So they go there. Um, Leslie's puking in the front yard. Andy has a scroll of the flyer, but he can't unroll it all the way because <laughs> he's just trying to shake it down without just unscrolling it. Um, and they're saying, hey, can you get the band back together to perform at this? The guy's like, nah, we ain't getting back together. Uh, but he, I, I guess he invites him in. And while they're in there talking to him, kind of convince him, he's still like, no, no. His kid comes down and recognizes Johnny Andy Karate. as... Johnny Karate, the child performer. Uh, and so he asked uh, Andy to perform. And he said, only if your dad sings along. And he starts doing it. But the lyrics are really tough because it's chop, chop, kick, chop, whatever. In some orders, it's pretty much And it's not rapper, the same but- order every verse. <laughs> the the rapper, yes. <laughs> but faster. Um, and so, yeah, it's hard to get. And so Andy keeps stopping because the other guy keeps He's messing like, no. up. <laughs> It's and easy, guess, you'll pick it uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess since the kid liked him, the guy just uh, reached out to his bandmates and they're Lanho is back together and they're going to perform. Now, Lanho is not a real band, but this actor slash musician is. This is Jeff Tweedy, the lead singer of Wilco, which I I vaguely thought his face looked familiar, but I couldn't, I couldn't pick out Wilco in a lineup. So there you go. <laughs> So he is a real lead singer, just not of Land Ho. Just not of Land Ho. So they were successful in getting their, their what, is, what is the main act? What is that called? Leading. The headliner? Yeah, headliner. Headliner, yes. Yeah. Um, as far as the group that is wine test, taste testing, uh, the guy that Tom wants starts talking to some other French dude uh, that speaks French. <laughs> um, and He's super rich, and Tom's trying to woo him away. <laughs> so when they announce the winner, they announce the the winner is the guy. Wait, so they say, and the winner is, uh, and April stands up and is like, oh, I can't believe it was me. She's not going off, and somebody should call security, and they walk her out. Um, Donna's loving it, though. Sean, this, in fact, was our did you notice of this episode. Did you notice? When April is being escorted off, she thanks Norbit, Pluto, Nash, and all the clumps. All the Eddie Murphy. Yeah, so she basically is just thanking Eddie Murphy. 
Nice. Pretty great. Well, also, you know what? Let's just throw in our quote of the episode here as well, because April also has it. There's lots of good quotes in this Whoa. episode. But I like April's when they first get to the wine tasting. And she goes, I want to make fun of stupid people. I get drunk. My two true passions. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Donna, who did Donna date this time? She knew somebody. Oh, uh, did she? I didn't see that. She part. knew, yeah, she knew French Canadian from her time dating a Montreal oh, expo. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So she's able to. He wasn't to, there, but yeah. Yeah, she's able to drop some of that. She knows some French. She's also got a car dealership in Tampa. But we don't know about oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> because you could hear conversations in her office because it sounds very. Well, we, we'll get to that. I think I guess that was kind of the end. Um, so, uh, April gets carted off, not carted off, uh, taken off <laughs> by security. Uh, the winner guy was the mate, was the guy Tom was trying to impress. So Tom wanted to run up to him right after he got the award to try to convince him to be a sommelier for Tom's Bistro. But, uh, but the French guy, he needed a distraction on the French guy. So Donna went up to the French guy and spilled red wine on him, uh, <laughs> all over his white shirt. So that was rude. Uh, Tom gets his one-on-one. He says, hey, come be my sommelier. He's like, oh, I've already accepted an offer. Tom says, uh, I'll double whatever you got offered. He says, oh, you're willing to pay me $500,000? And then he says, I'll pay one-tenth of that. <laughs> so it turns out that, no, uh, he did not get that guy. So Tom's pretty upset. They go back to the office. But Craig is also upset because Craig wanted to win because he wants to be Tom's sommelier because he's really passionate about it. But Tom's a little um, suspicious of it because Craig always freaks out very easily. And so he doesn't want him freaking out on the customers. So what they end up doing, they do a mock dinner where they have like their foods and Craig is their waiter and he comes by. And they already have the food, and so he's making wine suggestions, but they're making the most ridiculous wine. Like, Tom wants uh, a red wine, even though he has salmon. Apparently, white wine goes with salmon. Sean uh, would not notice these faux pas. No. <laughs> if he was the uh, well, I think he would notice the Donna wants ice in her wine. Yeah, D- Donna wants ice in her wine. And then and April wants a red w- a mix. <laughs> your most expensive red wine paired with your cheapest white wine poured into a dog bowl. <laughs> and so he he goes to Donna's office and starts yelling, like, "Who would do this?" And they're like, "Man, he's not gonna make it. He's gonna freak out." But he he calms himself down and he brings back wines. He brings back, uh, I guess he brought back rosé for. April because it's a mix of red and white, which I didn't know. I guess that's why it's pink. Uh, I don't know what the other two got, but he did give them. Well, he didn't give ice cubes to Donna. No, well, he didn't give her the ice cubes, but he brought her a wine that he said would probably taste good watered down, like it was bold enough that it would still have good flavoring. And I don't remember what he bought. Brought Tom like something that would pair okay with the fish as best he could. Yeah. So they were all impressed with him. So Tom said, looks like I found my Somalia. And I'll just make the wine cellar soundproof. <laughs> yeah, because so you won't hear Craig lose his mind. Uh, ben and Ron, they decide to start walking home. I don't know where this wine tasting was, but uh, it's, I feel like it's a far walk. Yeah, it's it, not it gets, close. 
it gets dark and it's uh Ben Ben's stub- stumbling all over the place, upset that his parents are selling a lake house. They run into the Eagleton Ron, who's just out in the woods, just kicking it, I guess. And Ron's up immediately upset. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like Ron, Ron. Um, right, they go to a campfire, and Ben starts telling the Eagleton Ron all his problems because the Eagleton Ron, he's very like philosophical and li- like li- lives on the land. I don't know. He's like he's weird. <laughs> um, very, but in a liberal way, like it's it's one of those weirdos. Um, one of those liberal weirdos. <laughs> yeah, but not like not like us. But like, <laughs> he's but very like, much about like nature, and he's telling yeah. Ben to like find his, you know, like be one with his yeah. anger and like and the spirit feel. animal. Which I hate. I hate people saying, "Oh, spirit animal," because isn't that like. Native Native American. Nobody has a spirit. So I'm totally on Ron's side here because he can upset. Which one? Like Swanson. What? Which Ron? I'm Swanson because <laughs> he's just sitting there all mad because they do the scenario. They want to do a scenario. Ron's supposed to be Ben's anger, and Ron just looks and like they're like, "Great job, you're doing it perfectly." <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ben, you know, tells Eagleton Ron everything, and Eagleton Ron tells him to. Throw the lake house check in the fire and give him a hug and embrace your spirit animal. So he does all that. Uh, Ron's like, don't, that's money. Don't throw that in the fire. He threw it in the fire. And then I guess, uh, Eagleton Ron had a, a, a Fiat or something like a smart car, something really little, gave him a ride to, to Ben's house. They get out and Ron asks, <coughs> Ben, do you feel better? He's like, nope, it didn't help. And so Ron gives him some advice. Like, I don't know if Ron was knowingly giving him to my, oh, Ron said, you know, the day always gets better when I get home to my children. Um, it puts things in perspective. So that a light bulb goes off in Ben's head that he wants to start a family. That's why he's upset about the lake house because that was his childhood lake house. So he runs into the house and tells Leslie, I want to start a family. And Leslie says, well, I got good news and then cuts the credits. Yeah. What do you think the good news is? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Huh. I guess we have to wait to see. I think it's that she's getting a dog. I don't know if they're going to get a dog. She's pregnant with the dog. Oh, that's a change. Tra- that sounds uh, rough. Uh, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Unclear. A surprise? I don't know. <sighs> I do have family news, uh, which is very exciting. Well, it might be disappointing now, but very exciting for my family. Uh, my mother, not disappointing for my mom. My <laughs> mom. I'm so interested to see this guy. No, no, my mom, uh, she's been an attorney for her entire life. Um, she's uh, in her early 60s. She's been working for my hometown just as a job, just to, because she kind of retired, but then she started working again just to bring money back in. Um, um, and it's some, it was easy because Mesquite's a small town. Um, and so it, it, the job wasn't hard. Um, but she just got appointed to be the new municipal judge of my hometown. Yes. Super proud. I was bawling my eyes out when Aww. she told me. Aww. Uh, one, cause I was so proud, but two, I now am super scared for her safety. Yeah. Um, cause, um, uh, but they've, she's reassured. And I've had a friend, I had my friend Jeff, he was on city council. And the ski, he's like, Sean, don't worry about it. Like, 
we got marshals everywhere. You'll be okay. I was like, okay. Nobody better come shoot up my house, like, because she sent somebody to jail. So I'm, I'm super worried about that. But that's happening this Friday. So I was very excited to go home for that swearing in ceremony. But pending results, I might oh, not be able to yeah. go. So that's the sad part. So not happy about it, but super happy for her. Hopefully, hopefully my, I mean, I still hope my results are negative. Um, but the way I've been, uh, describing my symptoms to other folks, they're like, man, I'd be surprised if you don't have it. So I'm like, oh man, that sucks. So Dang. is there we'll a see. way you can watch it? Like a stream or something? Yeah, she she sent the link, but I mean, it's still you know. Yeah, he won't not, be there with yeah, his family. I don't want to be there. Yeah, my mom, man, like they're reaching the top of her career. It's so unexpected. She was not expecting this at all. So like, uh, oh wow, yeah, I'm the yeah, it's great for her. I'm gonna be upset if I have to miss it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My family's moving on up, even when it's unexpected. That's so cool. Yeah. Way to go, Mama Hill. <laughs> I went to my parents' house this weekend, who are both COVID-free. Yay. I don't know if yeah. I've said that yet. They've, they both are, they've been okay for like, I don't know, week or two, maybe a little bit longer. But anyway, it was my mom's birthday last week, um, actually on Thursday when our episode aired. Uh, so we went, me and my sister and her boyfriend went over there. We had a fun weekend. My brother came over. I saw some of my nieces and my nephew at different times. So it was good. It was exciting. We did play Among Us because it was uh, also my sister's friend's birthday. So we all played for that. No updates, though. But um, yeah, they're COVID-free. My mom, my mom's 50 this year. She was saying, I'm 50. Or however they say it on SNL. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was good stuff. Well, on that note, now that we're 50 and reaching the pinnacle of our careers, it's time for us to get flush with cash. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Not the finest one there, but this will be the finest ad read we've ever done. It's for Manscaped, our sponsor this episode. I'm just going to tell this you about the, month of the Perfect Package 3.0. Yeah, Manscaped has really been representing us this month. It's been fantastic. This bad boy. It's the Lawnmower 3.0. Sean, we have not said this. There's a little flashlight on this as well. That's oh. cool. On Yeah, on the mower. So if you're doing it in the dark... <laughs> No, I, I don't know why you would, but why? I. I mean, you might be in some low light. Yeah, bathroom. yeah, low yeah, light. Low that's light bathrooms. Fine. Get out of the dark. You got some nooks and crannies, so sometimes you just need a light, and I, it gets the job done, right there. Comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent those manscaping accidents that happen in the dark or in broad daylight. Not not like broad daylight, but natural <laughs> light, like better lighting settings. Sure. <laughs> don't be outside while you're doing all of this, and of course, or be outside. <laughs> or. <laughs> just be, but if I want to recommend that, <laughs> yeah, just be in a place that it's okay for you to be doing. Yeah, what you're doing. if you if you are outside, maybe put up a little towel contraption in around your backyard. you, like, you're, like you do at the beach um, when you're changing out of wet trunks, and maybe putting some dry shorts on. You know, you'll have like your friends do the the towel. Yes, we all know yes, what you're talking yes. about. Okay, no or, one it is happens confused. on football sidelines as well. Whenever right, they uh, have to change pads or check an injury. Fantastic. Well, if you do get this. As a subscriber, you'll get a new replacement blade <laughs> for your Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer sent to your door every three months. And if you order right now, 
I mean, not like you can wait till this episode ends and then go to manscaped.com. No, don't wait. Enter your co- no, okay, do it you right can now. Don't wait. Your order. Manscaped.com. Enter the code Parks. You'll get twenty percent off your order, and that subscribers boy? get not one but two free gifts. You're getting the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxers, so you can travel in style once we can travel again, and be comfortable in your boxers, and you don't have to wear rags. Promo code Parks. P A R K S. Well, I think we've gotten flush with enough cash, so let's do a real quick hitting. Top five. We'll be caught up in that. Top five. And you might have heard me aggressively emphasize hitting there. If you recall in this episode, Chip McCap, while he's being a jerk to his dad, says, if I want to shoot my dad with a paintball gun, I'll do it. And then he turns and fires a paintball gun at his dad. And so that made me think of shooting games, first person shooters, growing up, playing Titles like GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, occasionally Call of Duty, but I kind of fell off. I was off. on the list. Wait a minute. I got to say the number. All yeah. Are these just honorable mentions? What's happening right now? No, these are some of the titles that I've played growing up, but we're going to go back to that first one I mentioned, which is GoldenEye, which number was five. the first person shooter <laughs> I probably played the most. Perfect Dark was pretty close too, though, but GoldenEye, lots of good memories. Obviously, an N64 landmark title. It's the top five levels of Goldeneye. Okay. Number five. Number five is archives, which you enter in an interrogation room. You got Defense Minister Mishkin questioning you with two other guards kind of in there. And then Mishkin leaves and you beat up the guards. You get out of there. You can kind of beat everyone up while Mishkin's still talking to you. But sometimes you want to watch the whole cutscene. You remember the name. <laughs> and then the rest of the level, you do have the and the second half of this game. One of your objectives is always protect Natalia. And in this one in particular, she gets frightened by gunfire and will leave, which is why this one's only five. Because she's like, I'm scared. I'm getting out of here. Sometimes she'll do this right before you're ready to leave the level. So she'll run across a room full of gunfire that's going off to go to her hiding place instead of just turning to the window you're about to jump out of to end the level. That part's kind of annoying. But the rest of Archive's very fun. And also an underrated multiplayer level. So bonus points for that. Number four. Train, which I know is a lot of people's favorite level. I was always, as a child, I was so nervous doing the watch laser. Because I think in the movie, Bond gets like six minutes to use his little watch laser to literally just shoot out a little part of the train where they can jump off and escape before the train explodes. But in the game, Goldeneye, you've got, I think it's a minute and a half, two minutes. Um, maybe ample time. I was always worried that I would run out because I was bad at aiming. So I'd run out of the laser. I don't know how you run out of a laser, but you can with that laser watch. Otherwise, train a, bomb, a very enjoyable a bomb level. on the train. <laughs> I mean, there is a bomb on the train, but you can actually run out of your uh, fire on the laser. And I've had that happen oh. before, which I <laughs> don't understand how, but somehow you have, you have a limited cartridge of lasers going on there. Otherwise, train is a very fun level. It's just literally walking in a straight line. Sometimes bad guys will pop out from behind doors. I love the one that comes out of the bathroom. He's like taking a poop and then he's like, oh, there's something going on here. I got to come out. There's ones that will come behind boxes and then you can shoot the boxes and destroy them. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but you can't kill Omarov, who has Natalia taken hostage you can shoot at him but he disappears trevelyan's back out from the life and it's it's just wild it's wild times 
Number three. Number three is another multiplayer classic. It is the facility. Strangely called basic names. Basic names for these. Strangely called Felicity in uh, Perfect Dark. Unclear why. Maybe they were fans of the show. I don't know. I've never figured it out. Facility, it's the second level of the GoldenEye game. You start, I mean, this is probably one of the most iconic GoldenEye scenes. You start in the vent above the bathroom. And again, you're seeing a guard taking a poop down there. You can either shoot him from the top. In the actual movie, Bond kicks him in the head and then jumps face down into this dirty bathroom. In the game itself, you're just jumping down. You land on your feet. No problem. And from there, you get to go all throughout this whole level. And then at the end, there's a bunch of tanks that you put remote mines on. You explode the tanks. If you stay for the whole little theatrical performance that comes out in front of you. Then you die? You're No, you're totally fine the entire time. You can just be like, oh, I don't need to explode these things yet. Let's, let's see what's unfolding here. What's unfolding is that your partner, Trevelyan, 006, which I kind of spoiled that he's actually a double agent and is working for the bad guys. But at this point, you think he's on your team and you see him get executed by the baddies, but he's not really. And so you can watch this whole thing unfold and then you finally have to detonate the mines if you want to win. And then everyone starts shooting at you, but you leave on a little conveyor belt to start the next level, which is runway. Number two. Which is arguably a very fun level as well, but it's not going to make the cut on here. Instead, number two is control because there is a huge, long, drawn out battle where Natalia is hacking into the mainframe and you've just got to perch and protect her. So there's people coming from six or seven different angles for about three minutes and you've it's a it's a very good test of your golden eye skill. And so you're able to Fire to the left, fire to the right, fire to the top, fire to the down. Your only job there is make sure that Natalia doesn't get killed. And I mean, there's other objectives of the level. This is from the movie. This is the one where Boris says, yes, I'm invincible. And then he gets frozen to death. Yeah, he's stuck in a power pose because he gets frozen, which you don't get to do in this game, which is like, eh, whatever. You don't get to get frozen to death. You don't get to see anyone get frozen to death. Oh, darn. Yeah. I know. Number one! First, a couple of honorable mentions here. No. (laughs) No, I just want to give an honorable mention to both Frigate, which is when you're on a ship and you get to put a tracking bug on a helicopter, and then to Streets, which I hated as a kid because I always got lost, but you do get to ride in a tank for, or you you could do it on foot, but... Come on, if you have a tank, you're getting in the tank. But our number one, I'm going to group them together because you do play this level twice. Bunker. If I had to pick one of the two for single player, I'm going Bunker 2 over Bunker 1, but both of them are very fun. Bunker 1 has a hidden little Easter egg in it where you find the movie Goldeneye on DVD as one of your tasks. It's to find the uh, closed captioning TV or closed circuit TV tape that is a box of the D of the uh, videotape of GoldenEye. So that's a fun little Easter egg. You get to destroy some cameras. You get to destroy a large map. That's actually in the second one. And then in Bunker 2, this is when we're introduced to Natalia. Pro tip. 
if you're doing this level. We mentioned Natalia gets scared from gunfire, will sometimes run away and hide. Sometimes she'll just run right into the line of fire. Pro tip, don't let her out of her cell until you're ready to leave the level here. In Bunker, do everything you need to do by yourself. But this level's super cool because you start off in your jail cell. You use your watch magnet to get the key from across you. You're pointing your watch. Watch laser, hard to use. Watch magnet, a delight to use. You can also pick up some throwing knives. And there's a guard pacing back and forth here. And I think he does realize, hey, something's going on. But I think you can get both the keys and the knife without him realizing it's only when you open the door when he's like hey stop and by then you've got a knife or you can just go over karate chop him to death it's a very simple death (laughs) wow ain't no concussions in this game it's either death or life and top you get to explode everything so it's pretty great top five guns no description go all right top five guns no description we've got the silenced pp7 the, this is not a description, but the first time this oh, is no. a description. No. Sorry, the first oh, time it wasn't silenced, it threw me off so much. The first time you get your PP7 and it's not silenced, I was like, what? Number four. Number four is the Cougar Magnum. Number, Number three. The AR-33 assault rifle. Number two. The sniper rifle. Number one. Number one is the RCP-90. And those are just guns. If we're talking all weapons, obviously proxy mines is first, but it's gun, golden gun? gun wow. specific. No, golden gun's overrated. Which um oh. top five we were caught up in the top, top five two top fives top tens uh, two honorable mentions which That's bond is that is Goldeneye this is Pierce Brosnan in his debut role and arguably his best performance as Bond Pierce Brosnan usually one of the lower ranking bonds but that was the one i grew up on so i've always had I a know. little soft spot yeah. for pierce I, I, I love the movie i sucked at the game i think my favorite level was the boat level frigate um, yes our honorable mention because it had had the uh i think i had pretty good music whenever you got to it was saint petersburg whenever you're just running around in the dark i could never pass that level so that's as far as i got Sean, I that's it. the first time the pp7 is not silenced there in statue uh, which I yeah. do like all the objectives in statue, but exactly. It's so dark. There's obstacles everywhere that you don't see because of how dark it is. And it's just a rough level. I know. Can I tell you guys a crazy story? Yeah, we crazy. Okay, so we yesterday was Sunday that we're recording on a Monday. We got home from Houston, dropped off my sister's boyfriend at his house Today, found out that someone was shot, like, in the street near there and collapsed on his doorstep knocking for help, and the police had to be called. And then later on today, update, there were two people who shot each other and then both went in opposite directions and collapsed on porches calling for help. So, craziness. So, she had walked up, like, she and him were going to hang out this afternoon with a couple friends. And so, uh, you know, the police came last night. This was at like 1 or 2 a.m. apparently. Um, I have no other details about this besides the fact that it happened. Like, they shot each other and went opposite directions. Anyway, the blood was like not cleaned up yet. She said it looked like a, like a, you know, like it was fake, like a Halloween decoration, like horror thing, because it was like all over the door. There was a handprint of blood, like this insanity. So, it, maybe we'll have an update about that later, but just like a crazy real life thing that was happening. And when, yeah. 
so that's that story for you. Yeah, that's insane. Be be safe out there, people. Yeah. Well, on that morbid note. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, we don't know. Like they were both alive when the ambulance took them. Hmm. That's but that's as much as I know. Well, I guess we'll we'll have a categories. Cat categories. Sean, I teased this to you earlier that this will probably be a very quick categories. Of course, a big said, I'm gonna lose. a big portion of this episode. I didn't tease what it was. He just asked who was gonna lose. And Give I me said, a strip tease. I well, <laughs> that's just that's just our regular Monday routine. That's how Joey and Sean warm up before I come in here. Yes. He was using his lawnmower yes. outside, giving me a strip tease, <laughs> shaving his George Bush. It's uh shaving his Lyndon B. Johnson. It was uh <laughs> It's election time. I got. I got to get these jokes off. Shaving his Grover Cleveland, his um, Dick right, Nixon. Now it's over. Why you did we not do that? No, uh, his you Richard Dixon is William. I said Dick Nixon. Henry Harris. Uh, I don't know what I said actually. <laughs> his Millard Fillmore. Okay, Sean and Haley. Categories. Okay. As you may remember, a large part of this episode involved wine tasting. So okay. real simple. We're going to do wine varieties. I'll start a Chardonnay. Rosé. Pinot Noir. Merlot. Pinot Grigio. Champagne. Syrah. Okay, Syrah, Syrah. Um, too bad I don't remember what was said. Sauvignon Blanc. Did we say that? I didn't say it. Uh, Moscato. Oh, dang. That's what I was going to think of there. Uh, maybe Joey going to lose. Dang, maybe Joey will lose. No, he's got plenty. Uh, uh, Cabernet. Uh, 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 no, that was mine. Uh, huh? Uh, no, you said Sauvignon Blanc. I, I was about to say Cabernet. Oh, okay. I mouthed it out loud to make sure it hadn't been said yet, and then Joey said it. Ooh, you I didn't see you mouth it. That you didn't. You were looking right at me. Rick Scabber. Your mouth is <sighs> behind your microphone. Mm, that is what I said. Well, um, okay. Port. It's not really a wine, but it's yeah, kind of like port. a wine. Joy introduced me to a port. Joy and Chris at a birthday. Um, it was a great birthday. Darn. Pork chops, steaks. Yeah, mm. I guess it was just steaks. Really, is what we got. Yeah, we didn't do yeah. the pork chop. The pork chop was the next year. My dad made some yeah. good steaks. Yeah. Y'all were there. Yeah. It was great. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we did that. And just know that never go to a fancy restaurant on Sean's birthday. I'm, I'm out, by the way. Uh, <laughs> never go to a fancy <laughs> restaurant around Sean's birthday because that's also UT graduation weekend. Everything True. is reserved. <laughs> well, what a time. What a time. And around my birthday is spring break. My birthday is back to school in the fall. So lots of reservations. Brute, brute, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any additional ones? I am brute. I, I mean, I'm sure yes, but nah, none coming to mind. There's definitely some Riesling. Did anyone say that? No. There we go. Boom. And that's categories. Cat categories. Well, before we wrap up, a quick reminder: if you want to get in touch with the show at Parks Rec Pod on Facebook and Twitter or Parks Rec Pod at gmail.com or head to the website. There's a nice little form you can fill out. We'll get some spam in that form sometimes. It's always someone just dropping one word. 
it's very confusing. But we also get what they say, like penis. No, it's not even like it's like uh, (laughs) you know, it's like first volcano. It's not even like a no. It's not a YouTube. (laughs) Don't read that. It's not first, and then it's not blue shell. Uh, No, we will not give those people props. We also got someone advertising Oakley sunglasses in our spam one time. But we got lots of nice messages as well. So send those. Or send a like a well-written spam one with a heartfelt message at the end. And of course, you can always leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or on Podchaser. But not on Google Podcasts and not on Amazon Podcasts, which is weird because Amazon's like the... They hate us because like, they ain't us. Well, they're like the <laughs> reviewcentral.com. Are they? And Amazon? So, yeah, like Amazon.com. Everything's reviewed. They're like, what's uh, the Amazon rating if I'm about oh, to buy something? Okay. What does it have on Amazon? Sean, before we go, we're going to have you guess the next episode. Armed only with the title, which is one in 8,000. Go. Oh shit! What this has nothing to do with her upcoming baby. One in eight thousand. There's they have a one in eight thousand chance of booking this thing for the event. What could it be? It's probably like a dunk tank that I'm going to be dunked in because I lost trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually like eerily spot on. How close that description <laughs> is for next week's episode. So. We're looking forward to it. It'll be dunktacular. Dunktacular? Man, I'm getting tiff treats as soon as I can taste things again. Yes. So close you can almost taste it. Feel the rain on your skin. And always remember, <laughs> Parks and Wrecked. This is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio or listen to the next episode.